You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 59 of the Ask Daryl Podcast. The Ask Daryl Podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Today's question comes from Zaryland Irvin on Twitter, who's at Zaryland, and his question is, hey, at D. Girardier, that would be me, by the way, can we get a podcast on rebranding a minist- an existing ministry? Who should be involved? How long should it take? Et cetera, et cetera. Zaryland, this is a good question because honestly, I think I deal more with rebranding than doing a new brand for ministries on a day-to-day basis. And while we've covered branding before, we covered that, I believe, in episode number 45, which, by the way, is one of the most popular episodes we've done. Um, rebranding is a bit different because it entails looking at it from a different point of view. Um, there's a different set of questions you need to ask about that whole process. But let me first kind of recap real quickly what we think through when we're doing a brand in general. Well, one of the things we want to remind ourselves is that a brand and a logo are two different things. So when we're talking about a brand, we're talking about the overall experience. We're thinking about the 30-second elevator pitch of the ministry, okay, not just the logo itself. Um, so when we're talking about a brand, we're talking about the holistic everything about it. So there's questions that we want to ask. There's questions like, who's our current audience? What's the audience that we want to get? Um, What makes this ministry, or even if you want to talk about branding the church, what makes this place unique? What makes it stand apart from everything around it? Um, Can we answer the question, um, what problem or ministry problem are we trying to solve for somebody or for our area, our community, et cetera? What are we trying to solve? Um, in other words, if somebody is involved with this ministry, after a short period of time, they're going to be able to do these things after being involved with our ministry, or they're going to come out restored, whatever that is, um, that God will use this ministry to do those things. But we want to be able to answer that and clearly define that. Um, you know, the other things we want to think through is we want to think through that, hey, there's not an already existing brand that does the same thing inside the church. We don't want a competing brand inside the church to do the same thing. Uh, we want to be clearly articulate what somebody's going to get out of this. Um, we got to also ask the question, what's the personality of it? What's that feel like? You know, use those subjective words. We want it to be fun, upbeat. We want it to be serious, somber, whatever that is. We kind of want it that we kind of know clearly what the brand is. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for in that case. So if I answer those questions right, I, then I can get down to the logo. Um, and then I can talk about colors that, that, that uh, accomplish that, taglines, font choices, icons, all that kind of stuff. But first, I want to answer the big picture questions that kind of help me really think through those things. Now, when it comes to rebranding, that's a different uh, different ball game, And that's different because oftentimes when you're rebranding, the question really needs to come down to the motivation. You kind of really need to identify why you're doing the rebrand. Uh, it's different when you're saying when we're doing a brand because then you want to say, well, tell me the genesis of this idea. Tell me what this ministry does. You're, it's kind of fresh, exciting. It's kind of new. Rebrand is different because a lot of times you got to ask yourself, well, how did we get to the place where we needed to do a rebrand? What is, what's driving us to do that rebrand? And if you can get to that question, that's going to make the whole process a lot easier. 
a lot of times, and this, by the way, the list I'm about to give you is by no means the official list, but these are like three or four things I can think of that I know for a fact are usually reasons why you have to deal with a rebrand. Number one, and I think this is usually the top one I dealt with, is that you get a new minister, that there is a new minister who's come on board and they've taken over a ministry or church, etc., and they want to do a rebrand. Uh, they want to something brand new so they can kind of put their thumbprint on it, their fingerprints on the ministry. Now, sometimes this is about their ego and I'm not saying every single minister is driven by that. Sometimes they see they identify some real problems and they feel like they really need to restructure the ministry and they need to put a new face on it. But other times it's because they want to leave their mark on it. So the danger in all of a sudden have a new minister come in and do a rebrand is, is that it's a little early in the process for them to do a rebrand. In other words, if they've just come on within the first six months, they still haven't fully figured out everything in the ministry that needs to be fixed or how it needs to evolve and the direction it needs to go in. And so I'm always cautious about doing a rebrand within a minister's first six months of coming on staff. I kind of want them to spend more than 180 days on something almost a year before you do rebrand. Cause they really fully identify things. Um, that's what I think is a more prudent way to do that. But of course not every minister is like that. The second thing is second reason is that the ministry all of a sudden is going in a new direction. We're changing directions. We want to try something new. So we're going to go in a new direction. Um, I don't find this a whole lot, but occasionally, especially because a lot of times you're doing like age-based ministries, they kind of are what they are, unless they're going away from being maybe in a, if you're student ministry, you're going to stop being event-based and be more like, like groups driven, like small groups. Um, so in other words, they're changing direction on what they do and the brand needs to reflect that. The third one is, is that you've got a ministry that's probably on the downside. In other words, it is, um, it needs to be turned around if things aren't going great. So we need to regain our footing. And one way that I'm doing that is doing a rebrand. And we'll talk, and, and, and we'll talk a little bit later about why that always doesn't really work out. And then the fourth one is we just need a refresh that the brand itself is getting dated and that when we did it, it was a great idea, but the reality of it is it just needs love and needs some attention. And so guess what? We need to do a rebrand. And so it's a, it's a refresh, if you will. Uh, and sometimes that's what I call the, um, just, you're just putting on a new coat of paint on the house. You're not doing anything really, really uh, fundamental to the core of the ministry of what it's doing. So the four ways are typically you got a new minister coming in, your ministry's going to need to go in a new direction. The ministry's failing and we need to turn it around. And the fourth one is, is, Hey, it's just an old look. It's old feel. It just, it was based on old ideas. And we do, we just collectively all decided, Hey, we need to do a refresh. Now let me start off by telling you a quick story about how a rebrand went South. And I think it's one of those things that is, I think if you, if you kind of understand how this unfolds, it'll kind of give you some good guidance. And as you're thinking through rebranding the ministry, and it's, it's almost like a word of caution, if you will, uh, in the book, chief culture officer, which is a really good book. They tell the story of Tropicana, the orange juice company, and how they did a rebrand with a high-end agency, I think it was out of Europe. And they did a very redo, they redid the cart. It was clean, it was modern. It was a very kind of like, very, very modern look to the orange juice cart. And people rejected it. Now, why do people reject it? People rejected it because at the end of the day, when they come in, they come to breakfast, they're not looking for clean, sweet, and modern. They're looking for something that's comfortable and something that feels like home. And the original carton felt like home. 
Uh, it was just kind of a friendly logo. Everything kind of matched. And when they did this total rebrand, they kind of was off-putting. You know, almost, I guess I would say it, it kind of kind of cold. Because people don't modern and sleek for breakfast. They want Tropicana. They want the old-school orange juice. That's what people wanted. And so Tropicana spent all this money on this high-end agency, did all these redesigns on the carton. And at the end of the day, they had to chuck it all and go back to and do basically do, uh, uh, just a slight refresh on something that they originally had. Now, I tell you this story as a warning because for a lot of us when we go into do rebrand we've got to be careful that what we're done that we're, we're doing is not getting rid of something that's iconic so as you're thinking through a rebrand you need to ask the question is is what i'm messing with here iconic is it something that people really truly love and if that's the case you really need to think very carefully about how you do this rebrand and you might want to say and that you want to actually, you might want to think this through and take it in most an incremental direction. Take it a little bit by a little bit, little by a little bit, versus doing a complete overhaul, ripping the bandaid off. So as you're thinking this through, I caution you to think that through, especially as you're thinking through like a church name or you know if you're talking a major organizational change. If that's the case, you definitely want to take things slow. If you're dealing with a sub ministry inside the church and it's a ministry that's been around for a while, you want to do the same thing. You want to take it really slow. If it's not a ministry that's not been around for a while, you probably can rip the Band-Aid off a little faster. But as the Tropicana story is, you know, tells us, is, is you got to take these things kind of slow when it comes to a rebrand. Now, Zeri Land, you asked the question, who should be involved in a rebrand? Uh, the involvement really depends on every ministry. I would tell you, get the key stakeholders who are going to deal with the blowback if it goes bad, um, I would get lead volunteers in the room, get their buy-in, obviously get the minister's buy-in. Uh, but at the same time, you can't get everybody's buy-in. You're going to have some people that don't love what you do, and that's just the life of it. you got to just kind of move on. But get everybody who you think, man, these are the real stakeholders. At the end of the day, these are the people who have to deal with this brand on a, on a day-to-day basis. So here's some of the questions I'm going to ask as I'm dealing through a rebrand. I'm going to ask the questions are, one, what's changed about our audience? What's changed about our leadership? What's changed about our direction? If none of those things have changed, I'm going to ask the question, why are we doing a rebrand? Okay. If leadership hasn't changed, the direction hasn't changed, the audience hasn't changed, I'm going to ask, why are we doing this? Because at the point, we're just doing it to make ourselves feel good. That's going to be a problem. I'm going to ask how much brand equity this thing has. Does this is this something that's been around for 30, 40 plus years and people know it by a certain name and they know certain icons and there's certain typography? And if so, I'm going to go back to the whole Tropicana story again. I'm going to say be very slow about making those kind of changes. If it's a little known brand or it's a brand that's kind of really faded and everybody's forgotten about it, then you know what? I'm going to relaunch it. I'm going to totally change it up because I know I've got the ability to do that because not many people are going to uh, probably, uh, you know, get upset about us doing a rebrand or a change for that matter. But keep this in mind when you're talking to people and you're dealing with this change and you're talking about ministers or ministries that want to make this change and when they want to do rebrand, remind them that a rebrand, while it's great, it will not fix everything. As Peter Drucker said, uh, it doesn't matter what your strategy is. Your culture will eat strategy for breakfast. And I think the same thing is a rebrand. It doesn't matter what your rebrand is. If you haven't changed your strategy and changed your culture of the ministry itself, a rebrand's not going to help it any. So how long should this process take? Well, if it's me, I'm going to tell you it's going to take, if it's a church, um, that's at least a year-long process of doing a rebrand. It's something you really want to think through because there's a thousand little details you got to think through. Um, you got to think through social media, URLs, Google search, 
all those things. Um, you got to do all your research about all the competitive churches that might have the same name as you that you could get confused with on the web. Um, if it's a ministry, I want to think through the same things. I want to think through all of those little tiny details. I also want to get a cost of how much little things like, say, like, I don't know, like business cards are going to cost. All those type of little things you don't think about. Signage, all the places that's got to change. You want to do an assessment of that so you have a clear understanding of how much these things are going to cost you. So when it comes to ministry, I think 90 days to 120 days is how long I want to rebrand to go. I want to go through that process of slowly introducing that brand. And then it just takes a while, honestly, to clean up after a rebrand. You're going to find a lot of like things around your church going, oh my gosh, I thought we got rid of that. Or wow, that we got to take the logo off of that. And sometimes you can't afford to do it all. And you kind of have to incrementally just do it as you go along. So that can be a bit of a pain, but um, it's something you just got to do over time. So Zeriland, hopefully that kind of answered your question about a rebrand. Um, again, it's a process I don't I don't take lightly, given the fact that um, there's a lot of history with a lot of brands, and you want to kind of incrementally take this as you go along. So just kind of keep that in mind as you're as you're as you're going through that entire process. Uh, and again, also keep in mind why you're doing it. Uh, have a clear understanding of why this is, and then we're not making a change to make a change. Make sure it's a change that needs to happen for a reason. It's you know, you're rebranding, you're reintroducing something to the community, whatever that is. Make sure you've got a good, solid reason behind that. If you got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's A S K D A R R E L.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at D G I R A R D I E R. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to subscribe, head, head over to iTunes or the Google Play Store if you're on an Android device. Until next episode. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.